Hello and welcome to They Said What at Thanksgiving, also known as T-SWAT. This podcast is brought to you by the Occidental Newspaper and produced by the Occidental Podcast Team. Today we'll be discussing dating and relationships at Oxy. I'm your host, Zoe Solomon. I'm here today with Nora Manukin and Sebastian Luyen, and the episode is produced by Eli Kaplan-Packer. Please introduce yourselves. <laughs> Uh, I'm Sebastian Vienne. I'm a sophomore or junior transfer. I'm Nora Manukin and I'm a senior. Um, as far as dating and hookup cultures at Oxy, I've only been here for about two months, but uh, I feel like hookups are an incredibly big thing, especially in the first couple weeks of school. When everyone goes to like the first party, that's where it all gets started. Um, I've been here for, it's going to be four years eventually, but not really aware of anything but the hookup culture. I mean, I've seen long-term relationships between certain couples. I don't know if they're still together now and they've graduated long ago, but overall, that's what the campus is known for. And my information mostly comes from the Oxy Confessions on Instagram. They they like to bash on that, but it's still prevalent. Yeah, no, I don't participate in either dating or hookup culture, but I've also just like heard things that like Oxy students, or I, this might be a liberal arts school thing in general, where people just get in one relationship and then they stay in that relationship until they graduate. Is that what you've noticed? I've seen some some of that, and I've seen some folks just roam around, but sometimes it's outside of campus. Because my friend group, personally, there are some folks who believe that you, you can't find a long-term relationship on this campus. And, and also because the campus is so small. It's it like is everybody small. knows everything, um, or at least what I've heard, right? That's what you would think. But I remember that one discussion one time at the MP when we we were talking about boys, you know, girl things. But we were bashing. (laughs) We were bashing on a lot of boys because some of them just seem immature to us. So it's just you won't find anything that might be lasting is the consensual thought that we came to. So that's why hookup culture is kind of prevalent. Not only that, but developments in dating in general. For the past few years, I've noticed that long-term things are becoming more rare. I feel like I have heard that long-term things are what people are looking for after the pandemic, especially after Mm -hmm. lockdown, because hookup culture does just like make you feel more lonely. and then you're like looking for the long-term relationship to like spend time with people and find that intimacy. Well, I, I just have to say a lot of my friends are lesbians and they get into really long-term relationships and stay in them. And that's a very common thing in my friend group, at least. Good for them. I think m- most, if not all of them, are single in my friend group. Well, it, it changes. It's going to change eventually, but... Right now, pretty grim. I mean, my friend, 
my best friend she doesn't go to oxy she's been in a relationship for many years now so it's not like i witness hookup culture here and there actually i don't but there is a lot of talk and then there is a lot of passing from one person to another all sorts of information just gets transferred and that's what you get just gossiping between friends yes <laughs> gossip is good do you guys try to date within your friend groups or is that gonna be you're trying to set your friends up with your other friends or do you want to like find people outside for them well <laughs> i've never been in a relationship actually but I've tried, and it was within a friend group, and this was in high school, because it was the four of us, my best friend, her boyfriend, and some other guy whom I found very appealing, and then there was me. So I was like, you know, it's kind of natural to do it, but then I just chickened out the last second, and I was like, nope, not, not going to do it. So I would say it's good to have a friend you'd like no, it's good to form a very solid friendship with someone you would like to date, but dating in friend groups is a rough terrain. It's like high risk. High oh, yeah. Reward. If something doesn't work out. They'll just alter the friend group forever. <laughs> Get out of there. Um. All right. So what about dating apps? Do you guys use them? Like, how's that been for you? Uh, have you seen them used on the Oxy campus? Like, yeah. I've seen them used. I've never used one. Always wanted to use it for funsies, not for actually trying to find a date or something. As in, I've seen people just, just be on Tinder, let's say, and just judge, judge folks. I've seen that in Modern Family. It wasn't IRL, but. I don't know, it looked like a fun game offered by a teenager to an adult and then both of them were like, oh, that sounds like a fun idea. So they didn't really show deeds, but I was like, oh yeah, that does sound like a fun idea, but I've never used a dating app. Although I do think that LinkedIn is the next big dating app possible. I've, uh, I disagree. I hate LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I've used a dating app once. Uh, I was in New York couch surfing a couple years ago. And um, I was honestly just like looking for a place to stay. And like the couch surfing website was like, I was not finding anywhere. Um, so I was just like, what if I just use Tinder? Um, and I got I got a place to stay because I was like very explicit. I was like, I'm, I'm not looking for anything. I just like, I'm couch surfing here and I'm looking for a place to stay. Uh, and I met up with this girl who is like 19. Um, she was like her parents, I guess her parents were like kind of funding her life, um, in New York. So she like, let me stay with her. She was pretty cool, but it was like super weird because dating apps do have this, uh, underlying expectation of like hooking up or like taking the other person out on, um, like a date, but I wasn't interested in that. Um, and I've also seen a lot of people on campus use dating apps. And I think it's like you said, Nora, there's like this huge thing about like gamification of relationships. And for some people it might be fun, but personally for me, it like, it's kind of stressful. 
because like i don't want to be like judging all these people and then like having them like perceive me and worry about that fair enough i mean any any kind of judgment should be just harmless as in oh it's a yes and oh it's a no and oh that's a funny comment and just just be silly don't be mean generally but i've been looking into this i woke up today and i read on my instagram that elon musk wants x to be a dating app too <laughs> oh my god and I was like, like of all the of all the places not the best one oh my god it's already accessible and he wants to make it even worse who's gonna date whom is my my thought is like my experience with Twitter, gonna market yeah. this too? it's mostly just people arguing at each other <laughs> um, imagine that from that they just like such a healthy up. relationship yeah. hashtag toxicity <laughs> now um i think instagram was perceived as a good dating slash hookup app as well yeah i'm surprised um well i was surprised to hear from a friend that uh they kind of use instagram like they go through their dms to be like a dating app um and that's like surprising it was, it was surprising to me because i like don't just like swipe up on people's stories but i guess it's different for if you're like a pretty girl with a big following on instagram then you just have like maybe you just have a bunch of dudes in your dms and you use that as a dating app that's what i was thinking but my dms are empty <laughs> yeah do you think any app can be a dating app? Theoretically, yes. If you try hard enough? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. LinkedIn is the next big app, in my opinion. I talked about this two years ago, and I recently saw a video of this girl using LinkedIn as a way to find someone who was like more established. <laughs> First of all, ingenious. Second of all, yes, that's exactly the idea behind it is that if you're looking for something long term and you want a family and I firmly believe that you need to be in a certain place in life to have a family, LinkedIn might be a way to find someone who might be also on the same page as you and, you know, stalk them a little because, you know, you can't really, you, you can, can you DM, DM folks? I don't even have LinkedIn. <laughs> you can message them uh, if you have like LinkedIn premium. There is a premium? Yeah. I'm never getting LinkedIn. Okay. Um, do you guys believe in soulmates? Mm, well, I don't believe in soulmates in the fact that there's like one person for every other person. Because I feel like, I don't know, that that seems a little improbable with like how many people there are just like in the world but i definitely feel like there are some people that are just like meant for each other like i've um seen relationships where i'm just like i look at these two people and like the way they interact and they're just so perfect together and i'm like oh my god maybe soulmates do exist same here i don't have anything to object i believed in soulmates maybe at some point but I just stopped because life is grim. <laughs> you just need to find a nice way out of this situation. And you just look for people who are the most compatible. 
But I do believe that you need to put effort into making things work. Because much of the hookup culture or a lot of these, you know, breakups, they do happen because people choose to not put the effort or their expectations for the partner, but no expectations for yourself towards your partner. So things happen. But again, I have no expertise. So if you don't believe in soulmates, what do you think about non-monogamy? Um, I don't mind it for others, but I am personally a follower of monogamy, I guess. Because it's just a certain expectation I have so- for someone else, is that you are with me not only because of the emotional reasons, but also out of sheer safety. You never know. And I... I can hold myself to that standard. And that's why I would be looking for someone who can hold themselves for that st- to that standard as well. I, I uh, think non-monogamy is um, definitely, I think it should be more popular. Uh, I think there's a stigma about non-monogamy. And... Um, the fact that marriage and monogamous relationships are like so baked into our society, uh, I think it's like a very patriarchal idea. So I think combating that with like being more open about non-monogamous relationships is important. Um, and I actually was reading a article by on YouGov and it says one third of Americans say their ideal relationship is non-monogamous. What do you think about that? Well, I have some trepidations with that only because I have a couple close friends that have been in non-monogamous relationships and it's just been like terrible for them from like the start. And I know that it like depends on the person and the emotional maturity. But I feel like just because the fact that I have not seen a successful non-monogamous relationship, it kind of makes me like a little apprehensive. I mean, again, you do you, I do me. But I have a close friend who was, uh, I wouldn't say was a non-monogamous relationship but she knows of many non-monogamous relationships and from the accounts that she's told me that oh yeah this person has like this many boyfriend slash girlfriend whatever whatnot just so toilsome that would take a toll on my mental health to have to tend to this many people so personally that doesn't work and if again if you have that much energy go ahead if that's suitable for you but i do agree that it is somewhat stigmatized and not so accepted among people because once you hear if you if you're like very conservative and you hear that someone is in in a non-monogamous relationship the dynamic is just not going to click that person is going to perceive you in a certain very sodomite style way if you know what I mean. I think uh, one of the biggest things that, like one of the biggest proponents of um, non-monogamous relationships is parenting in general, because the nuclear family is just so harmful to 
um, like the development of the child, like it's like naturally uh, as humans have evolved, people did not just like share the responsibility of a child between just like one person, which would be like the stay at home parent or even just like two people, which is like what the nuclear family expects of us. I would disagree. I don't disagree on that the nuclear family is harmful. Uh, yeah, I agree with the fact that it has some harm to it because from my ethnic background and from the life I've lived, having a tight-knit community that kind of shares the responsibility of watching over children who are friends with each other, let's say. So like you have a neighborhood and all the all the kids are friends with each other and it's essentially like one big pile of parenting from every parent on the street but i wouldn't relate monogamy to that in that way i would relate some other economic development to nuclear family or some philosophical niche development of the time to push the nuclear family as the ideal family but not monogamy i mean there are like a bunch of philosophers who are not monogamous <laughs> also so, like, Jean-Jacques Rousseau was a big hoe. Good for him. And then there are folks who are, like, more conservative. So, philosophy doesn't even play a role in that as much as economy does. Or political structures. And I'm also thinking, like, Middle Eastern history. Like Tur Ottoman Turkey and the Sultan having a bunch of... A bunch of women in his harem. Maybe no women, who knows? But <laughs> generally speaking, monogamy is not an uh, across, it's not a universal phenomenon. Yeah, that's what I guess that's what I was getting at because it's more of a like Western phenomenon. It's a very like a new concept of just like only like everybody being expected to have one partner for the rest of their life. So we're defining monogamy as just having one partner for the rest of their life, as in you can't really break the bond? Because well, Monogamy is having one partner, but I guess the concept of the nuclear family itself uh, does entail not how, like, getting a divorce or something like that. Fair enough. It's kind of hard to talk about this because, like, do we either... We don't either uh, have any experience with non-monogamous relationships like i also don't have a lot of dating experience i've had one relationship in the past um it's one more than i had i had a situation trip and it's pretty spicy i can share i mean desire you can share if you want <laughs> sure i mean with our listening numbers <laughs> i might as well share but um, so I was in a situationship in the way that I liked this guy for a long time. That's as long as in like two years of having a crush on him. And I told him that I, I like him, but he said that he wasn't looking for anything. And I was like, oh, cool. So I just like completely abandoned that idea. Like, that's it. It's over, done. And then he proceeded to pursue me after a while and then that ended up in a mess but overall that i would say is very reflective of the hookup culture because he was in fact looking for a hookup and 
I'm not a big fan of that overall. It, I mean, I'm never being pursued by anyone, ever. Like, very rarely. Very rarely? Eh. It happens once in a while, essentially. And most of the time it ends up being no, because I come with a baggage of my family. So they play a big part in what happens in my life. In the sense that I have a curfew. So nothing is possible having when, when you have a curfew like that. And in that sense, those are the reasons why I'm still single. Also, I'm not... I'm not desirable, I guess. Because yesterday we were talking with my friends and they said that I'm a president of persuasion and during one of the, those meetings, when the meeting was over, one of the boys asked every single girl at the meeting for like the Instagram or whether they would like a date or something like that. He, he talked to every single one of them. I didn't know that happened. I'm present at every meeting. Which means he didn't talk to me. And that kind of made me feel sad. So that's why I'm kind of like an introvert hiding in the library all the time. So I'm just very disillusioned about dating overall or any kind of pursuit. Terrible experience, but not so terrible to be disillusioned in like long-term stuff in the future. So I think for me, I also do have like um like family baggage but it's not that like i have curf i had i have had curfews or anything but it's just um i've never had like a good role model for what a relationship should look like like my parents relationship was god awful they were like always arguing all the time um and i have a lot of trauma from that um and i feel like that has led into like some insecurities about my relationships as well no, my, my parents, my relationship with my parents got better over time. My teenage angst kind of toned down and I, I saw them as people <laughs> rather, rather than parents. No, that's a real thing. You, you change your perception from time to time and they became somewhat my friends, but still, still parents though. And their story is you no, know, pretty Armenian, pretty standard, but I would say it's love at first sight because dad was looking for some long-term thing and my aunt was introducing him to a bunch of folks and he didn't like anyone. And then one time he saw mom because he was over at my grandpa's who was, who was a caterer at the time. So he saw her and it was like, oh, damn. So yeah, there, there it is, the whole story. <laughs> but my grandparents, they essentially eloped my grandpa was a musician and he saw her at the wedding and she was the maid of honor and he kind of fell for her. They wrote letters to each other. They didn't speak the same language, didn't speak the same language. She was Georgian and he was Armenian. So they had to write letters to one another and then have the third person translate the letters. And then they eloped. And then he taught her how to speak Armenian. Eventually, the family conflict between the two families resolved since when you elope in conservative families. It's like, oh my God, what the hell? You don't get the consent of, or like you don't talk it out. And this was like a while back. So a lot of love stories around me, but no look for that's, me. Again. <laughs> <laughs> that's really sweet. Um, do you guys think dating was better in the past or now? I think it was better in the past, to be honest. Yeah, I feel like dating in the past was like super restrictive, don't you think? 
restrictive about what's like that is. like women don't have rights in that oh, sense no i'm talking about like what 70s 80s 90s not not 1800s or early 1900s or I'm not talking about when women didn't have rights but isn't and they're all like arranged marriages no here's the thing i i like these uh, meat cutes that's what they're called right yeah i like meat cutes i like them a lot so back in the day it was more feasible to have a meat cute because there was no other way of meeting a person now it's a dating app i'm like can you really have this organic chemistry going on when you when you set it up yourself and that's generally my experience is if i like someone i would try to create this organic chemistry in the sense that oh i see like we we have an accidental bump in on a quad that's what i was looking forward to every day with that guy but you can't create as much naturalness wilderness when you do dating apps yeah i used to memorize people's like schedules so that i would accidentally run into them um throughout the day i don't remember that work for you <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> never does i mean same thing i make mental notes i'm like oh this person is free around this time so i'd probably bump into them at this time on mental notes not 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 crazy obsessions i'm not crazy <laughs> yeah i do feel like dating nowadays i actually feel like it's better now than uh in like the 70s and stuff because you just can like meet so many more people because of dating apps like before it would just be people who are like kind of related to your friend group in some kind of way um like you said your grandparents it was like your was it your grandpa's sisters or your grandpa's friend's sister or something that met your aunt introduced oh my yeah. aunt oh yeah no it was yeah it was my aunt introducing her brother or my father to a bunch of girls over time because she she is like friends with everyone so she was the main gateway to to introducing him to people i mean he travels a lot he he was an athlete so he traveled to a bunch of countries and then kind of got tired i guess so back in the day it would just be like people's friends introducing them to each other but now you can just log onto an app and now it's like so much more accessible to which means i endanger myself more <laughs> right right i mean back in the day i didn't have rights but at the same time it was more or less safe to date and now I can go on a dating app, find some guy, and then we can go on a date, and then you can never, like, you know, see me again. It's fine. It's totally fine. What are your, like, biggest red flags for the dates? I mean, freaking out because of silly things I say. So, like, if I say, I, I've talked about this, but... If you ask someone what their sign is and they start freaking out, it's like, dude, I, I'm not being serious. <laughs> I'm not going to determine your whole identity based on one thing you say. So please don't freak out. And then... I disagree. I would definitely base someone's whole identity based on something they say. Like if they were like, I love Trump, I would be like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Okay, that is not a sign. <laughs> that is not a sign that is not like a birthday attached as the list of traits that you're prescribing subscribing to a person for no reason 
you don't know them. But if you love Trump, then there is definitely a list of traits you can ascribe to this person. I mean, yeah, what are I your guess. what are your red flags? That that was a huge red flag right there. Um, they just like are a huge fan of Trump or. <laughs> I mean, yeah, same, but like... Or they're a huge fan of, like, any, like, political figure nowadays, like, any contemporary political figure. Like, oh, my God, you love Joe Biden? (laughs) Get a new idol. Oh, my God. I think another thing about dating nowadays is just, like, hotness. Like, the beauty standards are just, like, so much more uh, ingrained in people's minds because of social media. So then, like, when we, like, walk around every day, we're like, oh... You're like always thinking about these super pretty people that we see on these apps. And then you're just like, you have this expectation. I agree about the expectation, but I feel like if you, if you fall for someone, you just fall for someone. Cause <laughs> when you reflect on who you fall for, you're like, damn, how could I do this? <laughs> Where did this come from? As in, personality matters still the the big debate of oh is it the looks or personality personally i've noticed that it it's personality a lot more than looks yeah i honestly agree with that as well um i feel like sometimes i'll i'll like have a crush on a person but then it's like if i show a friend um they won't really they won't really i can't find a good picture i'm like oh this picture doesn't do him justice this one doesn't do him justice I um, agree. I, I, no, first of all, camera hates me. And, and then I just like, I don't post. I don't do anything. So even if they try to, they won't be able to find anything on me. I'm just a mis- mystical figure. As in, there is this girl, her name is Nora, and that's all you know. But when I like someone and I try to show the picture, it is a struggle to find a good one as well. As in, not bad looking, but you just want to appeal to the universal standard. So that's that's when your your what was it your statement kicks in as in everyone has this expectation and you want approval from your friends so you kind of adhere to that expectation as well. Well, as someone who's not born in the U.S., do you think you have like a different um, beauty standard in your mind? I'm being criticized by my mom for this, but I think everyone's pretty. I I would see someone I consistently walk up and down the quad and i see some pretty girl i'm like damn she's so pretty and like everyone's pretty to me so i am the worst judge when it comes to looks so that's why personality is like number one when it comes to me picking someone i'd be interested in if i don't like you as a person it is unlikely that i will be attracted to you on that level otherwise everyone's pretty I have a very distorted vision of the world. But ethnically speaking, I do have a negative beauty standard for people from my ethnic group, (laughs) which is odd. I'd say I just, I'm not attracted to them at all. They, They have a specific aura around them, and I just don't find that appealing at all. Like, they look a certain way, and I'm like, no, it's just not working for me. Again, my my worldview is really distorted. Thank you for listening to T-SWAT, and tune in next week for our next episode.